In the last episode, we learned about the first stage of lead generation and how you can use it to make your audience aware of the problem that you can solve for them. In this episode, we'll talk about what you can do next and how you can use the next two stages of lead generation to turn an interested bystander into a paying customer. Is there an imbalance in your brand galaxy? A disconnect between the internal and external message of your brand? Introducing Masters of the Brandiverse, a weekly show where business leaders can find the marketing tools they need to catapult to the next level. Join co-hosts Nick Coleman and myself, Graham Skaggs, as we give you strategies and concepts to successfully build a powerful brand. Welcome to Masters of the Brandiverse. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And if you like what you hear, leave us a comment below. Okay, so like if stage one and two are, you know, first awareness, people become aware they have a problem. Stage two, um, they're becoming interested. They're mm-hmm. looking into it a bit more. Stage three would be um, prospecting or um, decide, I guess, yeah, prospecting, looking around, mm-hmm. trying to decide if this is the right uh, pick for me. So like an example of using a tool at this stage would be like a webinar, mm-hmm. uh, an in-person meeting, mm-hmm. uh, a consultation, a phone call. This is where you're really driving home why the customer should should pick you by giving them uh, more value and information and time. Yeah, you're showing yeah. your expertise. So the re- would you say that the research phase would be more of a the customer is looking into it and then this next stage of prospecting would be more like you know you're you're setting up a meeting with them it's the first time you have like a real uh person to person conversation or yeah uh, yeah or they That's register for a, you mm-hmm. know a newsletter or a webinar mm-hmm. or something yeah i mean you're yes so basically if we use an analogy of a house If I'm looking to buy a house, I'm doing research on different homes. Mm -hmm. Well, once I'm now becoming serious about it, I want to then evaluate your level of expertise in it. So now Mm -hmm. I might be doing research on different agents. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, earlier we were referencing the Mercedes. Well, I'm going to be looking up at different dealerships to see which one, one is going to possibly give me the best deal, the best experience, which one's going to be expert level at this. Mm-hmm. So now this is where your reviews are really important mm-hmm. because again, you need to demonstrate it that you can, uh, that you're an expert at that particular um, industry. That's where the webinars come in because mm-hmm. now I'm gonna watch a webinar series on you and I'm gonna go, oh wow, this person really knows what they're talking about, mm-hmm. okay. I am, I'm now narrowing it down and I've listened to three different webinars and these are the three best webinars that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So they're just really narrowing down their choices and they're finding the best person to do business with. Hmm. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think there's there's some businesses that uh, like need this sort of phase more than others. So for example, if you are um, looking for a business consultant, that webinar is um, crazy valuable, right? That's, that's the time where you can prove that you're an expert in your field and give a lot of free value to them first. But for other uh, brands, like let's say like a uh, shoe company or an immediate purchase need, you might not need that stage as much, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, so the, the we've talked about three stages, awareness, um, 
research, prospecting. I think at this point, if you've gone through all those stages, you're getting pretty close to pretty much a purchase. Like you're kind of lead. All those steps are leading ultimately to the thing that makes your business work, mm-hmm. which is the customer has made a purchase, right? And now they're a fan. What would be an example of um, good and bad uh, lead generation strategies? What if we just boil this all down to one thing? Okay. okay. Um, it all boils down to how you nurture somebody. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many different ways to get a lead. There's so many like techniques that are out there. So many, you know, whether it's social media, AdWords, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What it all boils down to is you got to have a strategy on how you're going to nurture these leads because mm-hmm. you can get leads all day, but how are you going to continue to build a relationship with them? Right? So it's like how we went over the funnel. How are you nurturing that customer at each point of the funnel? How are you creating really engaging content? How are you giving them um, really great information that they need? How are you um, creating and designing the landing page, right? How are you nurturing them Mm -hmm. in order for them to eventually buy from you? Mm. It's even how is your salesperson nurturing them? How are they talking to them on the phone? It Mm. all boils down to that one thing. Nurture, yeah. nurture, nurture. If you know, if you want to look at it like a parent, it's like your mom. What does someone who has who who thinks fondly of their mom? The reason that they think, or maybe their father, right? It all boils down to how they nurtured them, yeah. right? So it's like, oh well, my father, he did a really good job of nurturing in me to have a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be the case. Yeah. Or, you know, my mother nurtured into me how to be empathetic to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, so because that's really the bottom line. If you're really great and have a great strategy around nurturing, your lead generation mm-hmm. campaigns are going to they're going to perform really well. Mm. Yeah, and a, a part of um like nurture is a good parent will anticipate the needs of their child before the child knows they have a need. So it's like, well, dad knew I was gonna be tired when I got home, so dad did the dishes for me. Or dad knew that I worked out in the afternoon, so he had dinner waiting for me when I got home. Parents take care of their kids' needs, and I think a good brand will do the same thing. It'll know the needs of its customer better than the customer knows their own needs, and it'll entice them, take care of them, uh, look out for them. And so it's more about thinking proactively about that kind of strategy. And it's also, you know, like, do you care about your customers? Because if you say you really care about your customer, but you're not putting in the effort to create powerful lead generation, are you, do you really? Like, you're going to be thinking about that more proactively, you know, and providing information that they want not what you think they want, but genuinely something they want. I think uh, this might be weird just to say, but uh, you know, I never really thought of marketing as a generous thing uh, or as an admirable thing. But Seth Godin and other marketers have made me really reevaluate my thoughts about business and marketing, and now I really do believe that it's human beings who care about other human beings who really succeed in marketing. 
I think you have I to. Agree with I that. think you have to genuinely like people to do this job and do it well. I agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah. the softer side of what we do, but I think it's it's a very relevant part. Because if you're really in it deep down just for the money, I mean, even if you're in it for the money, you're going to have to put the customer first to make a sale. But really, like, if you're going to like put your heart and soul into this and and want to do the research and want to get to know people, you have to want to like like people and understand them and understand the way they're they're working and the way they're wired and and the needs they have like what what keeps you up at night what what do you need to help you sleep better you know like those are questions that marketers have to answer so that we know how we can give you a mercedes mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll make you feel cool <laughs> or younger if you're maybe you're older you feel old we want to give you something that will make you feel like revitalized and that mm-hmm. you're in touch with your spirit. So we make this beautiful product for you, you know. So every time you're in your car, you feel like reconnected with yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like that moment of solitude, you know. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I, I guess another thing would be an example of bad lead generation because you brought this up the other day. We had a project we were working on for a client. And uh, so I do video content. Um, for one of our clients for Facebook. So we had created a, a Facebook ad and every so often Nick will have me come into his office to just look at how um, our ads are performing. And he was like, well, we have this ad that's been doing pretty well, but what's happening is people are going from the ad to the website and people aren't spending any time on the website. What's going on? Well, what, what, we, what we realized is that the ad was advertising a product that the landing page wasn't talking enough about. So when people got to the landing page, there wasn't enough information. So an example of bad lead strategy would be creating a funnel that doesn't connect, right? Or that doesn't have relevant information along the way, you know? So if you're like creating ads for a product, but you don't have landing pages to educate on the, that, that uh, product, you're creating ineffective advertising and ineffective marketing basically. I think that would be a good example of like maybe bad lead I generation. Agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, this is where uh, you were saying about anticipating their needs. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you didn't anticipate that mm-hmm. when they came to your website, they're going to want this type of information. Mm-hmm. And you didn't anticipate what kind of information they need mm-hmm. in order to make a purchase. So that was a missed opportunity. Right. You didn't really think through the entire funnel and, and how you were going to nurture them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great example. Thanks for watching Masters of the Brandiverse. In this episode, we learned about the research and engagement phases of lead generation and how you can use them to give your audience the emotional or rational ammunition they need to become a customer. In the next episode, learn about this often neglected phase of lead generation, post-purchase, and how you can use this phase to easily put more money in the bank.